you made me view this is the podcast where i hope ryan won't lash out irrationally at a film i love passionately i'm kaylee lashing out irrationally over here i'm ryan (laughs) perhaps now is a good time to bring in the psychiatrist sure that's right this week we watched the santa claus the santana claus yeah man german Santana covers. We're finally here. We're doing Christmas films. And I'm so excited to kick it off with this one because this one is such a big deal to me. This is the ultimate Christmas movie. This is the one I love the most. (laughs) This is the ultimate. This is it. So I want to spend as much time talking about this as possible. So I'm going to jump right into the summary on the back of the box. Oh, yeah. Let me flip over for you. Boom. Superstar comedian and Golden Globe winner Tim Allen shines bright in Disney's magical larger-than-life hit comedy that People magazine dubbed the most playful, amusing, inventive cinematic fable in several decades. Several. Several. Rooftop clatter leads to merry adventure after Santa falls down on the job and Scott Calvin's son, Charlie, convinces dad to try on the red suit. Eight reindeer pilot the pair to the North Pole, where they soon discover that by donning the famous suit, dad must now accept all of Santa's duties. <laughs> duties. Over the next year, A surprised, not-so-jolly Scott grows a Santa-sized tummy and beard, causing causing friends, family, and business associates to wonder if he's lost his marbles, all except Charlie, who thinks his dad is perfectly suited for his new job. Each well-kept secret of the North Pole is revealed in Disney's hilarious and heartwarming tale, that's destined to become a holiday classic, quote from the New York Post. Now you can unwrap all the magic of the holidays any day of the year. No, no, I will not. Okay, what, what is well, your summary? They have told us what happens in the movie. So for anybody listening, if you haven't seen the movie, you just heard it all. Yeah. That was it. But that's what VHS is used to do. I feel like we find this time and time again. The back of the box is more spoiler than anything else. Let's see. I don't know how to best describe this. I'm compelled to describe this and summarize this in a way that I see it. But I don't know how to really convey. I I don't know how I want to go, what route I want to take. Do I want to convey what actually happens I would just say read the back of this fucking book. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that covered it. So to you, but what happens? Tim Allen 
um, is a neglectful father becomes Santa Claus. Oh, I mean, wow. that's that's yeah. basically what it is, right? Yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. If I was to um, analyze your summary like a psychologist, um, I think it's fascinating that you focus on the dad perspective. The dad perspective. Yeah. Well, it is a father-son tale. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. It kind of is, but it's also kind of a tale of divorce. It's a tale of work. Um, but I, I think it mostly is about divorce in it's, a way that like, I had never seen before. It's yet another guilty dad narrative. Um, you know, the dad splits and the kid stays with the mom most of the time. And dads catch a bad rap. So this is, you know doing damage control for those dads out there that have it hard. Although this character is not having a difficult life in any way. No. Um, yeah, this movie's really weird. I think Tim Allen's character makes his life way harder than it needs to be because he is so sassy. He's an asshole. He's just straight yeah. up a fucking asshole. This type of attitude, I don't know that it really had a place ever. But for whatever reason, in this time period, like when Tool Time or Home Improvement is a big show, this is his whole vibe is being kind of like sarcastic and shitty all the time. Yeah. And he brings it here, but it just it, there's nothing likable about him. Like you don't really root for this guy at all. No, I think the problem here is he's less likable than Toolman Taylor because he's not in a stable relationship. He's not like, actually funny either. Yeah. Or like a live-in dad, you know? Yeah. Tim Taylor is kind of a live-in dad. He does his TV show and then he just kind of like does weird stuff around the house. He's and certainly softened by the kids and his wife. You know, you see this more like touching side of him yeah. as a family man. Whereas here... He's not, he doesn't have that. We don't get any of that access to like the gentle side of him. It, he's forced to be Saint Nick. It's all dark humor here. He's just an asshole. I didn't find any of it funny. Um, he was just like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much because all of these jokes fly over my head as a kid. Mm. I said while we were watching this that this is the first time I've seen this movie in years um, since, I don't know, probably high school. Um, just because it's it's hard for me to watch it now. Um, Why is that? It's complicated to say, and I don't know how or when to really get into it. This film is just very 90s and like... I was born the year this came out. So all my friends' houses growing up looked like this house, this townhouse that he's living in. And the clothes and the sweaters and the mentality and the way that people look and the jokes that are being made that I can actually understand, all of this is very 90s. And I don't know. I don't have a good time with Christmas or holidays in general. So it's really tough for me to watch this movie. Sure. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's that's about all I want to say then about that. Then why are we that. watching it? Because it is important. This was my favorite Christmas movie gro growing but up. But you haven't watched it since. But I haven't seen it since probably middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It was sad. And it's weird revisiting it. I'm instantly like put back into this kid mentality. I can smell the house, right? I can I can feel that green carpet that's on the staircase. 
Like, well, we're we're kind of talking about what Christmas movies do, and I think ultimately what Christmas is about. We absorb this stuff heavy when we're kids, you know, this time period. Um, and I think it's because you are at home and it all is so focused on Christmas. So for better or for worse, you imprint these memories um, heavier because yeah. supposedly it is a special time. Um, yeah. That's not fair necessarily, though. No, but... The reason why this was my favorite movie growing up is my dad would quote it all the time. And what is there to quote from this movie? Oh my God, so name much. one thing. The oh man, I have so quotable. many quotes. Um, <laughs> he's naked somewhere is definitely something my why, dad. Has when yelled would before. you ever say that outside of this movie? The lash out irrationally, like <laughs> there, there are so many cute little quotes in here. Um. Yeah, the perhaps it's a good time to bring in the psychiatrist or Santa rolling down the block in a panzer. There are so many things in here that... Give me some other situations in which you were going to say these things. No, it's not even like a situational humor thing. It's more like, uh, oh, you just were talking about tanks. So here's the quote. That's more. That's more what it is. I don't know how to explain my family's sense of humor. I definitely don't know how to explain my dad's sense of humor because um, it is unique. And thank God it's not Tim Allen in this movie because the things that come out of this man's mouth are terrifying. I, I, I instantly purged all the jokes that he was cracking on like people um, because it was just sarcastic and unnecessary. All of, all of yeah. his moves were basically like, oh, you really think this is how it is? Oh, fuck you. You know, like, that's, that was his attitude. It's like, oh, let me play your fucking game and act like an idiot in front of your face. And then be like, of course I'm not believing that shit. Like, he would just flip mode. And, and it's just, I, I don't know. It's pointless. Let's get into the actual movie on that note. So we on start on we it being start, pointless. Right, right, right. Sure. <laughs> we start this movie much like Die Hard in an office building during a Christmas party. This movie's a dull arrow. <laughs> Damn. It's not an arrow in the wall. That's my death cab moment of the night, and Ooh. now I'm done. All right. Um, okay. We start at the office party and they're celebrating like what a good year it's been because they have a do-it-yourself dolly that Tim okay. Allen's character has developed. I would like to establish a timeline starting here and ending not too far from here. So, okay. But just so we're starting the movie at this Christmas party. This is Christmas Eve? Uh, yeah. K-O-R-S. Um, early-er. You think? Yeah, I think so. Aren't people loaded at this party? Yeah. Isn't this party pretty wild at this it point? It seems like it's during office hours. He says drive safe. Yeah. I don't think this party is on the same day. We are to believe that it is, but okay. I agree. There's some major time if fuckery. If that's the case, then let's move on. If okay. this is, if you're confident that this is still supposed to be the same night, then 100%. I think what's happening it is next? during office hours. But the first... Oh, characterization like we get is him stealing the mic from his co-worker and saying we don't have time to thank everybody individually so uh everybody have a good time get here's a joke about the yeah. secretary sitting on her boss's lap and uh drive safe bye-bye so he talks about not having family there yeah said but our family isn't here yeah and that's why the secretary is on the boss's lap none of this is great this is the person that and 
we're following now. Right, and I believe you're correct, because what happens next, he's rushing home. Because okay. supposedly, he's he needs to meet up with uh, his ex, because she's dropping their son off for Christmas Eve. Doug, you looked at me like I was so stupid. I have never... Oh, that part. I've never felt so small in my life. <laughs> okay, He's on the phone with his ex-wife making comments that like traffic is just all backed because up. Because he's and running mad late to meet up to pick up his son at his own house. Like they're just yeah. dropping him off. And it's snowing like a motherfucker. Yeah. And he's like, there's traffic all over the way. And my comment was, there are no tra- there are no cars on this road. I know. I, I shouldn't say it was snowing, but it, there was snow all over the road. There's nobody on the road. Like he's just, he's lying. I didn't get that he was lying. I thought it was a budget issue. And it was a long joke, too, because yeah, he, he you see several different roads uh, that are not packed with traffic. And he's saying that there's accidents and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it took you the entirety of that sequence to look at me and say, what? To say, <laughs> there are no cars on this road. Yeah. Didn't get the joke. <laughs> he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> I've also done like, this. Yeah. <laughs> The like, joke took forever, too. I have full-on done this before, and I still didn't get the joke. Like, so. lied about the traffic? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So, he gets his kid, and this is why I think it's all on the same night. He, Oh, yeah, he's leaving the party, off. right? Yeah. Yeah, and... His, so, what time is this? It's dark. Yeah, but it's also December. Like, it's been dark since 5 o'clock here. Dark December. Dark December. So, yeah, it's... I'm going to call it 6. Mm-hmm. Left work, work closed at five. Yeah. You know, they probably partied, you know, from three to five at work. The other problem here is, though, he then cooks a turkey for at least four hours. Thank you. Because my first note is, do you realize how long this Christmas Eve would have been? (laughs) He gets out of work. Yeah. Is late to pick up the kids. So, you know, maybe 630. Yeah, maybe. So then he's cooking and he cooks a bunch of shit. They do this really neat thing where they have this commercial going with a perfect uh, Christmas dinner. And it looks like that's what they're going to zoom to. And that's the table our characters are going to be at. But no, it's a TV. We zoom out and it's it's mirrored by a shittier version of said uh, meal yeah. on that um, the father has cooked. That uh, Why am I trying to call him Michael Keaton right now sometimes? Some, <laughs> Tim Allen. I wish it was Michael Keaton. Because <laughs> Uh, then there would be some soft size, something like that I could attach to. He right? was too busy filming Jack Frost. Tim Allen's kind of an asshole, like in general, right? Like I, I just don't like him. Tim Allen reminds me of so many of my friends' dads, though. But he's the perfect kind of hypocrite, like yeah. somebody that gets busted for cocaine and then tries to make this morally, you know, superior bullshit later in life. Um, it's like, dude, I don't <laughs> mind that you got busted for cocaine, but like. Yeah. Why are you trying to, you know, act like these people are demons now? Like you are, you are this person. What the fuck is wrong with you? So, um, interesting that he's Santa Claus now <laughs> because snow is everywhere. The metaphor is wonderful. Um, very funny, but also like, what if that is the reason why him and his wife get a divorce in this movie? Pre movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's, terrible at making dinner but he's making basically the same like fancy dinner i don't know why he's going this far with this for two guys yeah just for not even two guys one and a half men one and a half men (laughs) (laughs) so the um that's tv math for you if um yeah if you think about all the things he cooks how conservatively how long does that take four hours i would guess three at the very least. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I think we're in the four-hour range. 
So we're at like 10 o'clock right now. Yeah. And, and, and stuff is closed. He, he takes him out to find some you know, restaurant. It's closed because it's Christmas fucking Eve. I think the timeline is, is okay. If, if we're talking 10 o'clock, Denny's is open. Mm-hmm. Everything else is probably closed. Should we reveal that we went to not one, but two different restaurants on Christmas Eve for did our we? What did we first do? date? We, we did the movie theater. Yeah. Oh, did we do home... Homer Teamer? No, 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 no. But we went to the bar at the movie theater first. Did we? Yes. Oh, upstairs. Yes. Okay. Which I'll count as a restaurant. You can buy food there. And then yeah. we watched a movie and then mm. we went to a bar afterwards. I'm only counting the one place, the bar. Afterwards. Really? Yeah. Well, do we even count the bar as a restaurant? That's a you can't, bar. Because we didn't get food. We did not. Did we even eat like nuts or anything? No, I wouldn't have eaten nuts in front of you. Not on a first date. Not on a first date. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Dinner happens. Yeah. At Denny's. Yeah. Uh, That was sad because all the sad dads are there. And that's the other thing that makes it feel earlier is there's all kinds of other dads there with kids. Oh, my God. They're in the divorce section. Yeah. And it's like... It seems like regular dinner time. Yeah, but the waitress is... Such a bitch. Okay. She what? had Judy. Oh, she was all right. She had to work on Christmas Eve, girl. Good Judy. Fair enough. Good Judy is putting all the dads, single dads with kids in the same section of the Denny's. Also, this Denny's looks more like an IHOP to me. Mm. I'm picking bones here, but it does not look like Denny's. Okay. And I've been to a lot of Denny's. Yeah, that's a little bit nitpicky. I mean, it's 1994. Sure. This is pre your I can guarantee uh, I went to a Denny's in 1994, but pre-memory. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They get home after yeah. dinner. Den- Denny's dinners. Dinner, dinner. And they read. Yeah. Reads them a nice book. This is very sweet. I don't know if you know this or not, but I try to do this every single Christmas. Not okay. necessarily on Christmas Eve with our kid, but I read this story. Go to Denny's story. and then read a story? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I read this to our kid every single Christmas. Oh, this particular story? Yes. Gotcha. I have a really special book that my older sister got me. All right. Timeline, 10 o'clock turns to 11 o'clock real quick because dinner. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. Then story time, 11.30. Midnight. I guess we are pushing up against the clackery-rackery of the Santa Clauses. At which point, I don't feel as angry at Tim Allen for being so short with his son about falling asleep. Like, we've all been there, especially if it's midnight. Yeah. Like, if my kid is still awake at midnight, dear God, I am a little short. Not as short as she is. Ooh! Ooh. Kid burns. Speaking of kids... uh, I have a note that says, the fuck is this kid in? <laughs> uh, he's so familiar. So his name is Eric Lloyd, and he does stick with the series. There are like five of these movies. I know he is That's at least not what in I would know him from, the second or third one. Yeah, he's no in one. Dunstan Checks In. Seen that. He's the voice in Brave Little Toaster. Nice. Um, he's also in Luminous Motion. Of course he is. I have never seen that. He's a very luminous boy. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that is. But it is. Um, He's in Heart and Soul as well. Don't know. Um, The cover of Heart and Soul looks exactly like Heavenly Kid. I've never seen that movie, but Hmm. now I'm interested. Yeah. Um, He's in Chameleon. 
Chameleon? Chameleon. He's in Batman and Robin. That's what you know him from. That's what I would know yes. him from. Wait, yeah. Yeah. What the hell does he do in that? Uh, that's a really good question. 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 That's okay. Uh, that ah, doesn't really matter. I just saw a picture of Alicia Silverstone. My first crush. Oh, he's Batman. He's young Batman. Oh, he's little Bat. In Batman and Robin. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um... So there you go. That's the answer. Um, and I know Bernard, the elf, is also in a bunch of other movies. As oh my swale. god, yes. Yeah. None that I can think of, but I know he's in a ton of stuff. So there you go. He, um, in the second movie, I don't think we'll watch it for the podcast, so I'll just tell you, is a teenager. Okay. And he like actually does the movie. Like It's really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Ber- Bernard is in it as well. Okay. It's weird. They have to like... I was going to say Bernard is a larger elf now. Yeah, he's very old. That's the general idea. Barnabas. Yes, Barabbas. Barabbas. Yeah. Chigas. Barnaby Jones. <laughs> Come live with me. Come live with me. <laughs> yeah. And then it happens. Santa is on the roof. There arose such a clatter... Uh, Tim Allen runs out in his shirt, boxers, puffer jacket, and galoshes. This is not how dads dress. This is Why probably not? how divorcee dads dress. I don't know, but like... This You're is getting not- bogged down in some details here. I am. I'm just saying, like, I remember looking larger- at this and being like crazier fucking things happening in this movie than what he's wearing when santa claus falls off his roof (laughs) sure sure santa claus literally falls off this man's roof yeah he's like what whoa whoa. and for some reason there's also a ladder like the ladder just shows up a rose a ladder a rose yeah whatever the kid uh, that that uh, there's so much shit that bothers me in this movie (laughs) i always thought that the kid says a rose scented clatter yeah. Because that makes sense to me. And then it was like a rose-scented platter. Why does the platter smell like roses? I get it. There are questions. A rose-scented ladder. Yeah. A ladder. A ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got it. Okay. Yes. But it's still a stretch. It's still weird. But it's so little kid. It is. Yeah. It's a weird poem. It's hard to read. And I get it. Like, this is the most kid part of the whole movie for me. It's like a kid listening to a bedtime story. You finally think he's asleep. And then wham, he has more questions. I mean, this whole thing is like a deconstruction of the Santa Claus meth-os. Meth-os. <laughs> Os. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? I don't know. This whole thing is a deconstruction of the Santa Claus myth. Yeah. And... They have to, like, anything that anybody can remotely remember about, like, my childhood, this was a major thing. Of course, everybody should know this, or everybody does know this. This poem, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it was a significant <sighs> thing in your life. Um, yeah. I have no clue. Yeah. So, uh, they did their best at, like, disproving or proving, you know, whatever questions or challenges people would have for the Santa Claus myth. Um, they're, they're trying to bring back non-believers, in this movie, yeah, this is a um, a Santa evangelist film. Yes, and I think all Santa films are that. Even Elf. Okay, think about that. That is an evangelical Santa sure. Claus. Yeah. Film. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anything that's bringing Santa into a modern reality. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, Miracle on 34th Street is the beginning of all of this. Every single right. Santa movie thereafter, it's about getting kids to believe in Santa again. Right. So... Well, I mean, not just... It, it, it's about guilt-tripping adults into perpetuating Christmas, too. Let's talk about that for a second. Because my big question, even as a little kid, was why doesn't Neil believe in Santa? Right. Presents show up. And and my whole theory here is the reason why is because Neil doesn't have any kids. And now this is the first year he has a kid in the house. He doesn't know that presents just show up um, that nobody can account for. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know yet as an adult that Santa is real. So my theory here is, I'm going to call it like the windy theory. He doesn't believe in Santa for a really long time. And then he becomes a dad and he will believe in Santa again because no one can account for all the presents under the tree. This is my kid logic. Yeah. I mean, this is more for non-believing kids. Yes. This is for the kids that still want to believe. This is to reinforce their belief. They're hearing about it from other kids. They're the uh, seeds of doubt are planted and this helps to, uh, just kill that like i still believe now because yes. it is possible look at this movie this is how it would work and everything yeah yeah kid logic but neil is immediately just off-putting he's condescending in that like mr rogers kind of way and i remember just hating neil it being the psychiatrist judge reinhold judge reinhold a local fave yes hometown hero hometown hero judge reinhold yeah no 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 no. Grimley's like, judge reinhold i i lay no claim i love judge reinhold i lay no claim to gremlins judge reinhold we have uh danny mcbride we're good Brady. danny mcbride <laughs> so we're fine like i i don't need judge reinhold no we I, need him no no no. i watched this so far before watching gremlins so i hate judge reinhold he no is way. the asshole he's who a, doesn't believe in santa and he's the asshole in gremlins but he's i'm trying to think like oh he's in um fast times also a movie i didn't like Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. No, you should rewatch Fast Times. It's a bad movie. It's not. I don't remember it being a good movie, but it's got some of the greatest moments in movie history. Mm. Who ordered a pizza, Spicoli? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like all the fun quotes, shit like that is fantastic. The line where okay, I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. They deliver presents. And then they show up at the North Pole. And here's where, like, I actually well, okay, start you fast-forwarded way ahead. Okay. He, he read the Santa Claus briefly, yeah. put on the Santa draws yeah. quickly, and then the magic started happening. Became the Santa Claus. Comet. Promptly. Told him what to do in uh, through <laughs> some subtle reindeer face mannerisms, which I can only imagine were mastered by the <laughs> geniuses at Henson. Yes, like I want to know. Is it really? Is it instant? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like because I've been listening to um, the "How Did This Get Made" episode of Jack Frost, and they were talking about how (laughs) the Henson Studios were just so involved in, or or they had a lot of control in the puppet. And originally, George Clooney was supposed to be in that movie, so the puppets meant to look like George Clooney. I'm sorry, what movie? What Jack Frost? What? Uh, that's why he doesn't look like michael keaton well i mean it doesn't really look like george clooney either no but it looks more like george clooney than michael keaton i agree i think they they 
did stuff with eyebrows to make it more Michael Keaton-esque. Yeah, and there are also other puppets in the movie in the bedroom when we get to Santa Claus's bedroom oh, at yeah, the workshop. Dude. Yes. So that was weird, man. I'm not being okay. Again, we're we're jumping ahead. He he has to be Santa Claus now. He put on the suit. He's got to be Santa Claus now. So he goes through a whole night, and I you know I have problems with the first night of Santa Clausing. So did he, but yeah. mostly with how that he got in the house. He's going through like these exhaust vents and stuff. And like and I just don't know that homes work the way that this movie portrayed it. I, I don't know that they wanted to add the realism of like this could potentially lead to a bathroom. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in that. But otherwise, uh, yeah, this is the clumsiness of his first night as Santa. And they do end up at the North Pole. And out comes this tiny child elf. And he presses some buttons, boop, boop, boop. On, on this like a repurposed um, calculator timer or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. calculator. It's, it is a timer. It had a start button, which he did not hit. Oh, wow. There you go. Timer thing. Yeah. Um, the passcode is 1239. Oh. Got to switch it up. Um, hmm. Here's how obsessed I am with this movie. That was the passcode on my phone when I got my first iPhone. And I know this. Like, I know what the passcode to Santa Claus is, whatever is. Hmm. That's how influential this film was to me. I didn't pay attention to that. Anyway, continuing on. We get into the actual fucking place. And my brain, as a little kid, just like, boom, explodes. Like, we're in the North Pole, and I'm so excited. It looks amazing. It reminds me a lot of, like, Casper. You remember the house and how weird all the architecture was, and it's got swirls. It, yeah, it's and almost like a big round room. Yeah, and yeah. glass, like beautiful color glass. Everything about the North Pole was just so exciting for me to see as a kid. We see the reindeer, and that's just the cutest. They're so I was hoping and they'd have some real reindeer. They do. So they could be like real cute, but it's it's just the puppets. No, no, no. The faces, the, it's always the puppets. The Yeah, anytime it's the face, it's the puppets. Anytime they're just kind it's of standing around. If it's just butt. Yeah, they got that real reindeer That's butt. That's a real reindeer butt. <laughs> they paid the good money for that butt. Do you think? I think so. How much does it cost to rent six reindeer? They made a reindeer on them. <laughs> I just, I'm picturing what the set smelled like now. Ew. <laughs> it's probably bad. That's why they use puppets most of the time. Yeah, for sure. But, but um, he's running around and he's like, asking these little kid elves who's in charge here and they keep being like you are he's the boss he's the boss and the then he's starting boss's uniform and then we meet the actual boss bernard bruce springsteen bernard is oh, the best wouldn't that have been cool if it was bruce springsteen mm -hmm. too old for the job you think in 94 you've never seen bruce move have you <laughs> Moving better than Santa. Really? That I'm sure he moves better than Tim Allen. Yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> but we meet Bernard, and Bernard is like, what? I, I don't know. He's just, he's the man in charge. and He's, he's not, though. He kind of is, He's though. de facto man in charge. He's not officially anything. Exactly. So my question here is. He's just an asshole. <laughs> kind of. Does Bernard have to run all of the North Pole the year that Santa is getting his shit together? I think that's how it always happens. No, it happens anytime Santa dies. 
but it's not how okay. it always happens. So that, that's what was kind of confusing to me is I had this uh, thought that, oh, Santa basically is only Santa for a month. No, 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 no. I thought that was a cool idea that he's a regular dude and then he's just got to be Santa for a month. <laughs> right. He takes off work. Neat. And, but, I, you know, I assumed he'd have the option to just dive in. You know, there's a room for him always. Uh, the kitchen's always open, as they, as um, Judy said. Um, I think that it would be cooler if he had an option to just live his life, but also play his role when he's supposed to. I think it would be cool, but he would have to take off for like two months because in November he starts to like turn into Santa appearance-wise, mm-hmm. right? And that is just the most jarring part of the whole entire film. But Bernard says, you have 11 months to get your shit in order. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going to pull you up around Thanksgiving. And then he's like, no, I can't do that. Like, I have a job and a family and everything else going Isn't on. Isn't that what the back of the box already said? No. Here's the thing. That comes up later. He's like, fine, we'll just ship the list to your house. And that's why the list shows up at his house later. Like, I thought... I thought the list was showing up like way sooner than that. No, it shows up. And that's something he has to check like throughout the year. No. Thanksgiving is when all of this really starts to go down. Bizarre. Yeah. But he, I guess, do you have anything else you want to say about the North Pole before I glide forward? He hit on a child. That was weird. He did not. The child. But the actor was a child. Yes. So this movie is complicated as hell. Let's start with the fact. All right. I don't care for Christmas. I am not into religious stuff. And I think commercialism is um, an evil. So Christmas is pretty complicated. And this movie is extra complicated. They have a little girl playing an elf, but the elf is uh, hundreds of years old. So he compliments her in like kind of a flirtatious way. It's like, wait a minute, though. I think he can't. How, how do we reconcile this? Because we know elves aren't real. Yeah. It is a little girl. It's a little girl. Yeah. We just. It's not cute. It's not funny. We just watched a film where a little girl um, is hit on by Brad Pitt. So. This, what you talking about? I'm talking about Interview with a Vampire. So this kind of. I get. He hits on I her? Guess. Yeah. He do- I'm Kristen. Uh, Kristen Dunst hits on her. Yes, they're like together. They kiss. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. Like, oh my god. But again, that's dark. It's I think this dark. movie is dark. It is in a totally different kind of way. So, Elf Judy is Elf Judy, like a thousand years old. Elf Judy's dope, though. Yeah, she is cool. And all he really says is, "You look really good for your age." Like he's he making was fun to fuck of Kaylee. it. Don't, don't. Pretend. He was not. Don't she pretend. is a child. Don't be naive about also, this. Also, I think he's still hung up on his ex-wife. No, but he's that's not. my opinion. How could you be hung up on this haircut? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I love. Why did she curse her son with like the same haircut? I love. This the woman hair. has to have a just chop straight line haircut, so she's gonna curse her son with the same she thing. She looks so good through this whole movie. No, nah, dog. The yes. X. Oh, the X looks terrible. She looks amazing. I think she lets Neil pick out her sweaters a little too much, but other than that, like she looks amazing. Neil had the one. De style sweater, 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 the de style sweater. <laughs> I liked a lot, but uh, yeah, otherwise he's Adam Sandler in the shit. house. Yeah, it's a lot of 
Cosby sweaters. The little kid looks adorable, though. At some point, he's wearing like a hoodie and a jean jacket and some Tims. And it's just the cutest thing. He's so 90s. You, you reminded me of when Tim Allen is wearing a black leather jacket and like light blue jeans. He looks like... He looks like ridiculous Seinfeld. Yes, I was going to say Seinfeld. He looks like the dumbest version of Seinfeld. He, he looks like what the uh, some Midwestern guy thinks Seinfeld is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's some Chicago recreation. Seinfeld. He's Chicago Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, third, uh, second city Seinfeld. <laughs> That's Tim Allen all day right there. We have just, we got it. We cracked the code on Tim Allen. Second City Seinfeld. Yeah. I think he's from Detroit though. Is he? Yeah. That's cool. I think I knew that. Shout out to Detroit Go Lions. Yeah. All big cats are welcome. All right. Here. (laughs) (laughs) All cats. I don't know. I don't know. There's a three board skateboard. There is. What is that? I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. The kid gets a three-board skateboard. Was it for Christmas or he just has it at it's the Christmas. factory? Yeah, he does get it for Christmas. It's plastic. The boards are plastic, I think. But it's yeah. it's like, if you think about one skateboard, now just attach the front of that at an angle, like a 45-degree angle, another skateboard. Yes. And then the backside, same thing. So you have this like kind of U. It's the centipede of, it's the skateboard centipede. And there's wheels. Yeah, it's it's a skateboard, yeah, human centipede skateboard. Uh, There are wheels on every board, and there's handles on the very ends. (laughs) I'm just thinking of the, what is the song that's like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man? Who does it? Oh, yeah. Um, That's Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, thank you. Um, Made it for his grandson. (laughs) It's a human centipede skateboard. Human, <laughs> human centipede skateboard. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think that you know it's as disgusting as a human centipede, so that's a tough uh, way to describe it. But, but it, it does have pointless. It's got these handles at the end. I really don't know what you're supposed to do with it. I don't know, but um, cool. I wanted one. 1994. I was you know a kid. I should know what this is. I was hoping you would know. I didn't know. I've had yeah. so many questions. And I know I've seen it before, but I could not tell you that it was like a thing that anybody I knew had. I don't think it's like a cool thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. It, it was probably like a quirky thing that parents thought might be a new thing because it was really dicey in the late 80s, early 90s, buying toys for kids. Things would run what? out. There was like a rush. Like it was parents got shitty with each other, you know, low quantities for things. So, uh, yeah, I think people were heightened and like always looking for like, oh, shit, that's probably going to be it. Let me get that. before. No, no, no. I think the thing that made buying toys in the 80s and 90s so difficult was you had Transformers and Transmorphers. Transformers. And you had this for like Nobody everything. Nobody knew about Transformers. No no no, 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 no. I'm saying you had this for everything. It was like knockoff G.I. Joe's, knockoff furbies and if you got the knockoff furby in 1994 like oh my god he's up on the knockers (laughs) okay tim (laughs) there's too much tim talk um tim talk he does um, he does mad uh (laughs) we're jumping all around yes this is great though he does mad uh references to that character i mean this is like this is this probably the heyday of that show this is probably the okay so now i really want to point out that in november 1994 because of this movie tim allen had the uh best movie the best tv show and the best seller all in the same month yes yeah okay yeah, yeah, that makes sense, actually. I, I thought it was, like, ridiculous how often 
he referred to the home improvement character. In my mm. mind, he's a lot like uh, Adam Sandler in that, like, you're always going to know it's Adam Sandler, except for, I will say, the whatever Jules movie he did. Oh, um, there's there's a few more than that. But yeah, I see what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, he's always him. And I, I can think of one Jim Carrey movie that is not very Jim Carrey. But you always know you're going to get some. It's like Brendan the, the Fraser. Number 23 is what you're referring to. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Actually, that makes two. I was going to think <laughs> of um, too, yeah. The Marquee and then 23. Those are both very Truman show. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. No, but that's still Jim Carrey when he's doing the um, astronaut on the mirror with the soap bar. He's like, just because it he peeks through every once in a while doesn't mean like there are other parts of that movie. Yeah, Yeah, he can do serious film, but like I'm upset we can't do that one for the show. Oh my god, I love that movie. Uh, I think this happened a lot in the '90s. I'm thinking of like Brendan Fraser as well. Like you just know that it's them. Okay, I, I know what you're saying, but my problem is this is a very specific character he refers to. So I'm trying to think of somebody else that might do that. Okay, so if Johnny Knox, well, Johnny Knoxville, yeah, of course he's going to do stunt stuff. Yeah, of course. But that just is... That's not as specific as what I'm talking... Like, he's yeah. literally picking up a tool belt and putting it on going, hmm, yeah, look at this. Like, yeah. that's a reference. I, I, he does a... You know, he, or not... He does ho, 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 ho. He does yeah. a ho, ho, ho in the Tim, the tool man style. Yeah. There's something else. You pointed something else out, I thought. He does do a... But... Um, he's got... But it's, you know, it's a reference to a specific oh, thing he's already doing. When he has the suit on and it's still, like, really big on him, he's like, I need a tailor. Because it's Tim go. the Tool Man Taylor. So, okay, the best reference I can come up with is Eddie Murphy does Eddie Murphy face. Yes. And he's always done that since his days on SNL and, you know, stand up and all that. The laugh did But that's get not better. a specific character. That's just his thing, kind of what you're saying. That's his thing. Yeah, it's like Drew Barrymore is never not going to sound like drew right. barrymore and adam sandler it doesn't matter what character he's doing he's probably gonna yes. go no yeah like, exactly and it doesn't matter every character does that because that's adam Sandler. yes but he's not doing the rob schneider thing of saying you can do you can, it now in that every yeah. single movie so if rob schneider's in something else and says you can do it boom you know that's kind of what i'm talking about here where i find it annoying mm-hmm. it's fine if he does it once you know i get it nods it's it's the hype meter is high for all this stuff. So yeah, let's let's have some uh, synergy, right? But he's overdoing it, I think. A little bit. Like he he's I, I'm not impressed with him. I guess is my my whole point. I'm not impressed with Christmas. I'm not impressed with Tim Allen. <laughs> so this is hard for me. Like I, it's hard for I love this kid though. This kid is cool, right? He is he's so got a three board skateboard, so you know nobody else has one of those. He is so cute. But I got like some drop dead Fred vibes from this. Because of the kid, because of the kid being so genuine and like believing this stuff and like having problems with his mom and the uh, stepdad and how they're not, you know, this seems like a fantasy, right? Like Mm -hmm. he's making all this shit up, but you know, I don't know which side of uh, Team Sanity and Team Fred you're on, but I'm a Team Fred guy. I think Fred is real. I think he is legitimately real. So, but there's darkness to it. There is a, there's an element of like, uh, transitional periods and growth, uh, you know, uh, being a young person and, you know, having to mature and moving past stuff that is childish, uh, that he represents. That's not what this represents. This is asking kids to still believe in bullshit. Yes. I think this has like 
that tone of dro- of Drop Dead Fred with the opposite message, and it drives me fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, at the end of it, the whole moral dilemma is his biological mom and his stepdad have been trying so hard to convince him that he's crazy that it's all in his head none of this is real and he didn't actually see any of this stuff and then they have to realize like oh we're we're assholes and yes this was real the whole time and we should believe kids we should believe kids but i think we should also maintain yeah some I can't I can't be mad at any of these people, the cops, nobody. No. This shit is bonkers. No, and I This is a horror movie for real for real. Yes. Like losing total custody of your son? That's there, awful. There's a very easy spin on this that makes this one of the most terrifying horror movies. Mhm. The fact that kids can be so gullible and so uh they they almost desire these fantasies. You know what I mean? They want these fantasies to be real. So yeah. you're always doubtful of like what kind of, um, I don't know, what kind of decisions they're going to make. Um, and especially when they're talking like this. Mm-hmm. So I would be very terrified that my child was in trouble with this person because this, this is really bizarre. And for somebody to completely change their appearance and, it, it, you know, the way it's perceived is he's yeah. trying to make a point about Santa and he's mad at them and so he's retaliating. That's the narrative yes. that they're building is he's upset that they made a choice to spoil the truth of Santa. So now he's going to go overboard and it throws him into a psychotic break where he is now convincing his son that he is Santa. That is the most likely thing to be true as well. Yeah. Aside from him actually being a real Santa Claus. Yeah. So I can't fault anybody for their behavior in this other than Tim Allen's honestly. Yeah. Because whenever he's doing that, stick where like you said he's leaning into the comment or the joke that neil is trying to make here and then and then he's making fun of him when he is saying oh why like santa's not real it gets tiresome but it's also like so unnecessary and it's like why why am i rooting for this person to I don't know. I don't want him to lose total custody. I think that is really, really sad. And that would be really awful. But at the same time, like, no, I don't think this little boy should grow up around this guy. I think he all dips the time. out again. I think he dips out purse, uh, you know, just temporarily mm-hmm. to figure his shit out and mm-hmm. he can reenter his life. But he's got to understand this is super complicated. You cannot like have your relationship grow with your son now congruently with your transition into santa fucking claus the weirder part about all of this is he only has 11 months to get his relationship right with his son because after that he lives at the north pole no again he can visit him anytime but he doesn't necessarily know that because bernard being bernard does not explain that to him until it's already christmas you know like we're already here but this man is super willing to bring chaos into his child's life like he's like too too okay with that yeah i mean let's get into it he kidnaps his kid yeah and that's awful like he has lost total custody because he is physically transformed into santa claus the wife and stepdad believe he has had a total mental break and they don't want their son around the biological father, Tim Allen. So he 
I guess doesn't intend to kidnap the kid. He just means to go over to the house and say goodbye one last time. And then Bernard shows up and is like, okay, it's time to go. Let's do this. And I guess that's also Christmas Eve. I don't know if that... Like, yeah, let's not add more to Christmas Eve here. A kid has to be missing for 24 hours before cops do That's anything, right? That's not a right? real thing. No? No? no. Okay, good. Okay. Like Santa Claus. So this could potentially be Christmas Eve when he gets picked up from Neil's house. What? When Bernard no. shows up, that's not Christmas Eve? I don't think so. How many days is Charlie missing? Um. Oh. Wait, no. Okay. No, he, no. Okay. C- Christmas Eve is just the first night. Wait. What? That's the next Christmas. That's a year later. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get oh, at. Oh, so the next Christmas yes. Eve. Yes. Oh. Is that Christmas Eve? Yes. Oh, yes. of course. Yes. Okay. So Bernard just kind of scoops him up and he's like, fine, I'm taking my kid. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps his own child. Like, oh my God. Now I see this like as a parent and I am terrified. Like the mom just walks back in. Oh, she yells, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, no, you, uh, cause she's okay with it. it. It's that weird movie thing where it's like, well, yeah, this would be nice, wouldn't it? I'll go ahead and do that. And then something yeah. starts to happen on the way to do the thing where it's like, no, I didn't mean like that. Oh, come back. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be some comical parting, you know, in a kind of innocent way, but I guess it's not Christmas Eve because they go back to the North Pole and they're doing all this prep work. They have like a new flame retardant suit. Oh, you mean the double O Santa moment? A double O Santa. Yeah, yes. he's got his own Q. Yeah, he's got a Wait, cool, is that his name? His own, what? Q, is that the 007 yes. guy? Yeah, because yeah. now all I can think about is QAnon now. Fuck it, God you damn assholes. it, QAnon. You bastards. So stupid. <laughs> Ruined a whole fucking letter for everybody. <laughs> You have to be a complete dickhead Thank to ruin an God, entire letter. It's the worst letter, though. It's like, not really? The Q is fucking cool. Q I mean, is not. Q wait a minute. A you, bitch. Anybody that took that out of context, Q is not. Q anon is not cool. So right. what, whatever you guys call Q is not cool. Right. Um. So don't misinterpret. But the my letter Q is such the, a bitch. The letter Q. Too much. Know. Again, see, they've ruined it. She's too much. I don't like it. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Double O Santa. Yeah, he's got like a microphone and earpiece in his hat. That was really cute. He's like a football player. Which didn't really work. None of it really did anything. He did use... barely used. The suit, I guess. I don't know. Did they give him a bulletproof thing as well? Why would he need that? Who's shooting Santa? Not the cops, apparently. He did seem... We'll get to that, though. All of this did seem to be predicated on him wanting to remain Santa, though, right? Like he, He commissioned all this stuff to be like, hey... Uh, how do I not fall off a roof and die? Okay, so like I, the guy before me. I think that's really nice. Like I would that's go really nice. Hold up, <laughs> if, not falling <laughs> off a roof and dying is really nice. It is. It probably is. Like I, I agree. <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. We both not fallen off a roof and unless not that's the goal. You know what? Unless that is the goal. Let Let's be real. <laughs> it's wonderful. Let me just opinion. say, if I had to be Santa. I <laughs> the sparkling wine parts. Yeah. Let me say if I had to be Santa Claus, I would become very depressed. And if I had to live <laughs> Let's detail why. <laughs> because it's a really hard job. 
Lots of kids involved. Why is it hard? Um, it looks like the easiest job. I would be. I- I'm taking so, this job. Okay. You're terrified of heights. You would not Don't take care. this job. It's magic. You would not take this job. I would. You would not. I would 100% Falling take this job. Falling is like one of your biggest fears. I'd be okay. It's magic. Magic is real. St- no, you can still fall off a roof. Oh. Thank you. Oh. You're terrified of heights. It's mm. been a major issue. But he doesn't really even... Why was he... I don't know how this first this first guy, and he's not the first Santa, I'm assuming. No. I don't know where this Santa came off falling off a roof because it seems like it was too easy. Agreed. That the, You just held the bag and the bag floated you into the house. Also, for him to die from falling off of what, maybe a three-story building, to like die. like Straight out, up like, died. To the point where, okay. Like not instantly, but straight up died. Here's my issue. Before he dies, he waves bye-bye to Charlie. That's my point. He was still cognizant and waving. Yeah. So he did not die instantly. Santa suffered quietly. And that is terrifying to me. It seemed like he wanted it. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, being Santa has got to be so hard. Imagine imagine how long he was Santa. Why are we whispering now? Like, thousands of years. Why did we start whispering? Thousands of years. We don't want Santa to hear us. Welcome to our ASMR Christmas podcast. We don't want Santa to hear us because we go by Futurama rules and we know he's going to come kill us. In our house, we celebrate Robonica. Xmas. <laughs> this is a Robonica family. Mm-hmm. No. Kwanzaabot. Big oil. <laughs> Robonica family. I'm celebrating with Kwanzaabot. Um, tonight in the bathtub, our kid was making lagkas because she wants to celebrate Christmas. She was pretend making lagkas. They're going to have those at uh, Sammy's. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was adorable uh, that we are not Jewish and we have no intention of appropriating uh, culture. But I thought it was really cute that one, she knew what they were. And two, that she knew Hanukkah is a thing. That was nice. Because in our house, we do celebrate Robotica. Yes. <laughs> if I became Santa Claus, I would become very depressed. And I would hate having to live at the North Pole. I would hate this idea that I'm going to live forever, even though like my kid is going to die. And I have to like go around giving gifts to other kids. Man, that's like my only motivation to watch more of these. Really, to though? see the darkness that comes after this. It gets wild wild because i know we're not going to watch the second one for this podcast the whole premise of the second movie is that he has to get married or he will stop being santa claus what so he's gonna have a mrs claus exactly easy yes but he has to get married in like a year (laughs) why i don't know we're not talking about that somebody that can potentially live for eons yeah why are the time limits so short for these things my question exactly. Does he rent out the townhouse? Who oh. knows? No, sell that thing. Sell it? No, you got a free house in in the North Pole. A free castle. There's free magic in the world. Space. There's yeah. literal magic. That would change everything. Okay. He's Santa. Mm-hmm. He wants to stay Santa. Right. Because of Charlie. Right. That's really fucking nice. Why he okay, but why does he have to be Santa to, for Charlie? Because how the only way he cannot be Santa anymore is if he dies. That's the Santa Claus. 
He will be Santa until he dies. The layers of darkness. I know. I know. Or I don't know. There, There's no like DUI clause. If he crashes the sleigh because he's been drinking on the job, like he's still Santa. They won't give him anything but hot chocolate. He doesn't crave anything but sugar anymore. Yeah. Cookies. It, that, now that's depressing. <sighs> so gross. If I was sitting in that office space watching this man eat a hot fudge sundae and like clank around in the bottom of the dish to get all the fudge. Yeah. Oh my God. Sad. It was, um, it was crazy to me. Nothing was crazier than the acronym for elves. Elves. The elves that save the day. The electric light fairy service. That's not what that was. <laughs> no, I was what trying was to it? do ELO. It was very bad. Yeah. Um, it, light was in there, though. It stands for Effective Liberating Fight Squad. That's cool. Effective Liberating Fight Squad. Yeah. Not flight. Not essential. But flight would have worked, too. And not they had little, flight. But they had little jetpacks, so that yes. would have worked. That would been cool. It would have been way cooler. Flight squad versus fight squad. It's yeah. fight or flight. Which one's cooler? Huh. Flight, <laughs> in this case. Weird. They just forced that one in there, though. But thank God they have them, because Santa and every other Santa in this whole city gets arrested that year. I feel bad for all the mall Santas. They're just trying to do their job. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the reality layer of this is really terrifying. When they do the lineup and they're, they look nothing like the picture that has been given to them. Been gibbered to them. Been gibbered. Gi I can't even do it. Been gibbered to them. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so sad. Like, none of these motherfuckers have done anything. Leave these men alone. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. It really sucks. No, yeah. there are too many complications with this. It's a bizarre movie. How many kids went without uh, a sit upon Santa's lap because a bunch of cops arrested mall Santas? Look, I'm okay with that. I meh. In the reality meh. we live in, I'm okay with that. Meh. I don't want people who are not guilty Stay to off those ever be arrested. <laughs> sure. The overlap of those two statements was very interesting. <laughs> 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 I will tell you. So for anybody listening, just put those together um, and that's probably alternate argument. the words even and it'll be fascinating. Make it a word jumble, a fridge yeah. poem. Yeah. Fridge poem. Fridge poem. It's mm. <laughs> my favorite rapper. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've spoken enough about the Santa Claus. It's all in writing after all. It really what is. What can we say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are like little things like Bernard eating a pita pocket that are just so funny and stupid. Don't know why that's that funny. I think it's hysterical as a pita pocket. And also like it's Neil's pita pocket that he is eating. I, I am and then not he's seeing there, the humor and in any he's of just, this. He takes, he leaves the pita pocket with one bite out of it. Everybody's kind of a dick. Everybody is. Bernard, yeah. asshole. That was just the way, the, or the 90s way. Yeah, I'm going to be sarcastic and kind of shitty, actually. Dude, Seinfeld. I feel like yeah. we should all blame Seinfeld. Seinfeld is a monster. Also, uh, which one is the sarcastic one in Friends? <laughs> all of them? You mean Chan Chanandler Bing? Chanandler Bing. Oh, rest in peace, the Aww. homie, dude. Yeah. I was about to say Luke Perry. That's, that's not, no, he actually that's thought not he was who cool that dude. is. Um, True Perry? Yeah, I'm not a Friends fan. Who? 
Drew Perry. Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry, thank you. Matthew Perry, being the sarcastic one in Friends, we have him to blame and also Seinfeld for the sense of humor in this film and all 90s film. Hmm. There you go. There I go. This is not an opinion. That is fact. Okay. Fact. Uh, they bust Santa out and that's kind of the gist. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yes, that is the whole thing. And then he gets to be Santa. Everybody gets what they wanted. Neil gets a weaning whistle. Uh, I don't think that this is what Tim Allen wants when he starts off, though. This is You don't think he wants This is forced upon him. To be Santa? I don't care for the idea that this is uh inevitable for him. He has become a hero to his son when previously his son did not want to spend Christmas I with him. I know it's so dependent on magic. This shit is so triggering as a child that grew up without a father. Like it's Oof. such a fucking bizarre thing for me to try to get into. This yeah. is weird. Yeah. Like it's it's a magical fantasy tale. And yeah. I, I just don't subscribe to this shit. I think it's a bad message for kids. I agree. I think some of the humor is um, odd in this. And thank God it flew over my head. But I think that's just because I was like a really absent-minded kid. So, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that this film hits the mark anymore. I, I don't think you could make this film now in the same way or with the same sense of humor. No, certainly yeah. not that. <laughs> Tonally, this whole entire thing changes. It's just of its era. It's just, yeah. Involving divorce court at all is oh just too serious right, right. for film. Right. For it, kids. It's a mess. Or maybe not. I don't know. Divorce kids deal with this shit. So it's a mess. There you go. In this film that is mostly about divorce, what is your highlight? Okay. So the bully kid says. So all I have to do is wait till I get older and then push him off the roof and I get to be Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally gets it. Yeah. This kid instantly breaks down this movie to its core, which is you kill the Santa, you be the Santa. <laughs> yeah, what if that is what is going to happen? That's my highlight because that creates a much more interesting uh, perspective on like making more of these. What if a little kid puts on the suit? It's fucking Highlander, Kaylee. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you get to become the Santa if you kill the Santa. I now I'm like out here hunting Santas. I feel like the first time I watched Highlander 2, because I've never seen the first one, I literally thought that and couldn't say anything. Oh, I it was knew like this. This was coming up. The Santa Claus. The, the Highlander Claus. Yeah. Yeah, same premise. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, my low light here, I got a few notes. Um, oh, mother boy. and son, bad haircuts. I already mentioned that. Tim <laughs> Allen, his just general lack of actual comedy Tim just to be a fucking sarcastic asshole about shit and like call things not manly or you know whatever the fucking misogynistic perspective he has is and you know hyper macho bullshit he subscribes to like that shit is too much he can miss me with that and i you know we've already made the point home improvement softens him in some ways you got al Al's yeah. wonderful. You know, he had all this other, uh, other, all these other characters that are genuinely funny and sweet and, you know, enjoyable. Tim Allen is almost the antithesis of that. And that's what makes him the star. I don't know. He's an anti-hero, right? Mm -hmm. At, mm -hmm. at the very least in this. He's a, a, a man's man. Yeah. Well, yeah. A man of flaws. So called. The worst thing in this movie is he's talking to his son 
And, and we talk about bad messages in this movie and yeah. things that, that, that can come off the wrong way and send the wrong message to a child. He tells his son, big things should be kept secret. Yeah. He's teaching him that, you know, certain significant things shouldn't be told. We should just keep it just the two of us. That is super fucking dangerous. It's so bad because that scene, he's so close to being a good dad. He's trying to reason with his son. He's trying to talk him through all of this. And then he realizes it's too hard, stops, offers him $5 to keep the secret. Which is even grosser. Yeah. Like this is... This is just weirdo stuff, man. I don't like it. Some creepy dudes wrote this movie. No, I think some people who don't understand how dangerous that can be wrote this. People who haven't been molested, apparently. Well, yeah, I think there's <laughs> that. I think it's also people who don't understand how kids work or like yeah. have just forgotten. You know, it, yeah. there's a lot of obtuse adult behavior in this didn't care for it yeah no that's that's fair all right well what do you got for a highlight my highlight is all right everybody i'm happy for you i'm gonna let you finish but this video is the greatest of all time the greatest of all time Right, that is the 1988 hip hop classic uh, children's story by Slick Rick from The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. This is a very early hip hop hit that was actually played on MTV and such. So I don't know what to tell you, man. I feel like this is so different than everything that was out at the at the time in some ways, but so much like it that it made it kind of different. But also safe because it had like that, you know, uh, kind of similar beat and everything, uh, similar sound to like East Coast hip hop. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just fell in love with the idea that he was actually telling a story and the video was telling a story. I was like, you didn't see that a lot. Not, not only in rap videos, but just music videos. I mean, it's not telling the story that the song is telling. Right. <laughs> Which is so, important to my experience as a kid watching it. Yeah. Because I'm missing most of the yeah. actual story. Yeah. And I think the actual story is, you know, interesting and important. And it's like played over this very Three Stooges music uh, uh, video. Yeah. Like silent film type thing. Yeah. Uh, people tripping over oranges and rolling around on the ground and shit. Like hijinks. But, you know, the moment like uh, where the kid has the gun pointed at the cops mm -hmm. and it's perceived as a real gun and he's kind of threatening and then he shoots water at him. Yep. Like these kind of like breaks of in reality or tone. I don't know. It, it's a really strange thing. I think he's kind of doing that in his narrative um, style. The way he tells a story is kind of lighthearted and fun, but he's telling a darker story, right? 
I don't think he's telling this in a light or fun way. I think the music video is like jaringly light compared to the way that Slick Rick is telling the story and the actual story. But I'm talking about the smoothness and effective um, like vocal delivery of of Slick Rick, where he's kind of singing and he's doing this and it doesn't really sound that bad because it's, it's just a tale. It's you know? affected, but it also is sad. Like I, I hear sadness. You're hearing Oliver. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the British accent has got you in a way. I don't, I don't know what you're referring to. He's got a British accent. Does he? You haven't, you didn't notice that? No. But he's talking like this. <laughs> Oh, that does sound just like Humpty, I guess. Yeah, it just sounds like Humpty. Like, it doesn't sound British or... I'm pretty sure he's British. Slick Rick is British. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah. No, that's bullshit. What? (laughs) How do I not know this? Jesus Christ, he's British. Uh, Yeah. What? So, this is what I'm saying, where he's like, oddly foreign... But not so much. Foreign. That's cute. It, it, you know, but at the time, you know, in 1988, everybody's like kind of very similar. Even the production styles, because it's all a lot of it's Rick Rubin. And then, you know, it turns into like Bomb Squad and other guys. God, I, I'm discounting all kinds of producers. I'm sorry. But yeah. for the most part, you have like your Run DMCs, you have your Def Jam artists, and it all is kind of like this similar sound, like heavily reverbed, slappy uh, 808s and um, rock samples. And Slick Rick comes through and does more of a jazzy type thing, more piano and more narrative driven, more like storytelling. And that was just his whole thing. Weirdly enough, though, with all of that in mind, I am not a big Slick Rick fan. I can appreciate him as an artist. I can appreciate how he is innovative and interesting and has his own thing going on. It's just not something that I enjoy. I think the affect um, can be very repetitive and kind of annoying. You mean just his style? It, just a uh, short, sure, his style. His, it's not an affect, the no. accent. His style annoys me a little bit. That's just me having an opinion, but also respecting him as a person and understanding like, yeah, he's great at what he does. I I fully believe that. It's just not something that I have ever enjoyed. Hmm. Does that make sense? I guess. Sure. And it is weird because it is all very narrative based. And I love a story. Yeah. I really do. I I was disappointed here by how the story was not represented in the music video. Oh, yeah, but I think that's impossible. No, it's not. At the time, it is. What? You're not going to make this what real. No, okay. nobody's going to put it on, on the air. That sucks. Not I think by the time we get to um, thinking of the Tupac movie that we watched. Um, we watched a Tupac movie. We watched a couple Tupac movies. Um, we watched a movie where he is trying to get clean. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the grid, uh, is it gridlocked? Gridlocked. Yeah. Um, Chris Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even remember why he was bringing this up now, but yeah, gridlock. Tupac. Tupac. Gridlock. 
Gridlock. I think by the time we get to films like Gridlock, like, Uh yeah, you could make this a real music video. But maybe when this came out, you might be right. I I think the label was just like, no, there's no way we're putting like a realistic portrayal of this story. We're going to do our best to mimic some of the things and mirror some of the stuff you're talking about. But we're going to make it softer and more palatable for white audiences. That's gross. It's not like... What is the public enemy song that's like I died in nine one one long time ago? Nine one one is a joke. Yeah, nine one one is a joke. Thank you. Um, it's not like that music video represented the actual song either. Oh yes, it did. In a way, yeah, but it's not like literally somebody dying in the street, right? Like I. That is happening though. Is it on those streets that they film those scenes on? Yes. So, it's yeah, it's fake in the footage but it's representing okay. something very okay. real that happens on those localities it's filmed on lo- on location and maybe <laughs> you know? that's kind of my point is like the public enemy is doing that with their music videos why isn't they're that edgier. happening they're here? edgier though that's a different thing yeah, yeah i guess i don't know what label slick rick is on at this time yeah he's def jam too so i think it's just like the marketing machine and how a and r people want to market a group um public enemy has no choice but to be authentic and raw and tell no lies in the video oh baby they like it raw of course they do yes okay yeah yeah that raw uncut well there you go i mean uncle germs i get why you like this as a kid though i get why you like this in general well, it's also got the don't 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 you know like the don't don't i mean the this whole this is how we do yeah, it yeah everything musically about it is my my shit like uh, this is what i listened to when i was this age i didn't listen to anything but music like this okay <laughs> i hated anything that wasn't just rap music <laughs> and yeah so this was uh, awesome that this would show up on mtv hmm, cool i didn't have to sit through uh Sinead o'connor again oh. nothing against Sinead o'connor as nah. a person didn't yeah. like her music that much how did how did i get there highlights or lowlights kaylee oh yeah highlight i guess is the fact that it is a story, it's an impactful story. Yeah. It's interesting. It has plot points. I felt you'd appreciate that part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I appreciate a good uh, story narrative. That's nice. Story narrative. Story narrative. <laughs> Low light? Uh, the Three Stooges yeah. of it all. Yeah. I don't love, like, the story is good. Yeah. It was. It just reminded me of like the disappointment you have after reading a really, really good book and then watching a really bad movie of it. So, do you not like Snoop Dogg? I love Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg gets like fucking everything from this guy. Snoop Dogg is amazing. Snoop Dogg is basically Slick Rick without the accent. Yeah. <laughs> he does all the stuff that Slick Rick does. I mean, his first album is all Slick Rick ripoffs. Really? All of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I Everywhere. mean, I can't argue with you on that. And so it's wonderful. I'll I'm not like knocking Snoop Dogg. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this amalgamation of like uh, Slick Rick uh, storytelling slash sing-songy delivery with a West Coast perspective. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. No, but, doggy style is fun. I like it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, this. Mm, have you seen the videos from that? No, no, I have not seen any Snoop Dogg music videos. Foreshadowing for future episodes. Uh, all right. Well, my highlight is the purple caddy at the end is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what? Oh, no, it's a limo. 
Yeah. But it's a caddy limo, I think. It's a caddy limo, sure. That thing is gorgeous. Really? The car? So my understanding is when they shoot videos like this, especially for Slick Rick, he's got big, chunky gold necklaces and stuff. So they are like doing their best to make things look fancy, uh, fancier than they are. Yeah. Um, but you can't make a regular ass car look this cool so they must have spent some money i don't know how they got this thing it just looks like the limo from home alone too like yeah. but it's like purple it's, it's like cool interesting it's like prince's limo or something are they like shining a light on it and that's why it's that color i don't, I don't know I don't maybe know. maybe See, again but like you know they're like spray painting you know big chunky chains like you know real metal chains and stuff to make them look cool for him in videos um so i don't know maybe they could have done something like that low lights yeah I, I have to agree with you i think the actual represented story is piss poor and i do like some of the moments like i mentioned the kid who abducts a woman I and threatens know, her life? But it's life? like this breakdown of like, I'm just a kid. Like, I just have a squirt gun. Like, I'm just a He's kid. He's just a teenage Children's dirt story, bag, right? Children's baby. story. And that's why I picked it for uh, to interrupt this film because Santa Claus is a children's story. That it is. But this is called a children's story. It's actually kind of not. And yeah, the video doesn't do it uh, as much justice as it should. Although I do like things like the caddy and I like him stand, like sitting and rhyming on the damn statue. Like I think that's framed well and looks yeah. cool. It looks cold and early because <laughs> yes. his eyes are just like beaming red, um, you know, the lids and stuff. So it looks very cold. It looks like an uncomfortable shoot, but otherwise uh, the outdoor footage looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not a light, but, uh, whatever back to the movie guys yeah drug my highlight as a kid was just the polar bear swimming around in the tank at the zoo but now that's sad to me so my highlight now is the north pole it's beautiful they have a ballroom. I thought you meant the ag- exact pole. No, no, no. Because the they like dig that out of the ground. It's well, like it rises. It rises out of the snow. It, right. I thought that was cool, but like, fuck the pole. I don't understand why. Um, don't fuck the pole. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. That's bad. But <laughs> it's a big one. It, the North Pole is so cool. It's beautiful. They have a candy room. Um, when he is up in his little Santa bedroom, you can look out the window and there's just like polar bear statues and like little townhomes and like cute little elf shit everywhere. So <laughs> I'm sure there is elf shit everywhere. Oh, probably. Kind of like what is plumbing like? Pole. Yeah. Yeah. Where does it go? <laughs> I, you know, at my age, I, I have started to devalue candy so hard. I don't find candy to be special in any way. I have started to so candy room is not upsell. Uh, I was talking to my younger sister actually about this literally today. Having a dopamine menu, having a list of things that give you dopamine if you are just struggling in a day. Um, and she uses this for her own reasons, but I was like, oh my God, what's on my dopamine menu? The first thing, of course, is like, veggie dumplings like that's up there but then the second thing is like reese's we've recently discovered oat milk reese's i i have a new affinity for candy 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 has come back in my life maybe that's why i don't like them just i i i'm sugar is worthless to me oh you candy can eat my butt salt though you cannot go a day without salt are you crazy salty snack don't even say the word (laughs) salty fries oh boy i'm looking around (laughs) 
Fidgety. No, I mean, the North Pole is just cute. It's adorable, and I am obsessed with everything about it. Okay. Okay. Low light, though, I have a couple, a few. I hate Tim Allen's jokes, getting um, Bernard's name wrong repeatedly. (laughs) Such an old joke. And that's just like the tip of the It's so disrespectful. Iceberg. It's like the, the easiest way to disrespect somebody is to intentionally not get their name right. I have been on the receiving end of that, and it sucks. And it's just not something people should do anymore. But you know the difference w- between somebody who's being playful about it and somebody who's just being a dick about it. Oh, no, 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 no. I have a perfect example of this, if I may. We were no, in... you're Kaylee. Uh, if I'm, if I may. Oh, you're, you're not may. I'm not, but I will. So <laughs> here I go. Okay. I was in theater class and we were like dividing up into groups for whatever. And I'm looking around for my group of friends. I make eye contact with the bitch of the classroom. And she's like, what's her name? Crayley? <laughs> That's not a fucking name. Yeah, it is. Oh my it God. Like. I'm enraged all over again. Audience, name your children Crayley. <laughs> Do it now. Crayoli. Crayola e. It's yeah, it's like Crayola in crayons. Creole. Crayley. Oh fuck. I get mad when I think about that. But anyway, like I've been on the receiving end of that at least that one time and it enraged me. So Tim Allen's stupid jokes. Not great. My my only other low light is who is controlling the puppets in his bedroom. Yeah. Why are they there? Why would that be a thing? Why would why would he have there's two puppets, like a goddamn puppet show in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Just constantly. They, they react to him and everything. They stay for the whole entire film cool. series. Mm-mm. How are you supposed to beat off with those puppets right there? That's a very good question. Maybe he liked that. He's going to be thinking about Judy. Ooh, baby, he likes it He's going to say, hey, raw. puppets, pretend to be me and Judy. That's so gross. He can, like, direct his own porno with those puppets. Oh, my God, that's nasty. That's no, a no, no. Santa benefit right there. I have this vague memory of the puppets showing up in the second movie when Santa is trying to get busy with Mrs. Claus. And it's like, who is controlling the puppets? Are they also magic? We so don't know. So you're bringing them up like they're in other movies. They are. They're Fuck in the series. That. Yeah. What is wrong with these movies? I just, well. Oh, my God. People are so horny for Santa Claus. Whatever, dog. Uh, um, well, I. My, Eartha Kitt definitely is. Uh, one of my homies, uh, his stepmother collected uh, Santa Claus stuff. She was all about Black Santa Santa's? Claus Black Santa's? Santa Claus stuff of, of any kind. Oh. Nutcrackers mostly. But okay. um, a lot of she loves Santa Claus. So he'd buy her like Santa Claus stuff for Christmas. That's Which is cute. Just hat on a hat. Um, I had a neighbor who would buy little um, s'mores figurines. S'mores figurines. Yes. Every Christmas she would get these s'mores figurines and they were like dressed up as Santa or dressed oh. up as a snowman. Yeah, okay. or They're cute. So like California raisins with s'mores. Yes. Um, Santa Monica s'mores. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was good. There you go. Sacramento s'mores. I like that one too. Uh huh. Okay. So, Ryan, I, dare I ask, would you run away or would you make this bitch famous? I never want to see this. <laughs> God damn it. That sucks. This is terrible. You were so excited when what you did What is in the, this oh, for me? Oh, like, oh. you have to know. This is, there's nothing in this for me. 
There's not even enough of the Tim Allen madness. I get more of that from the TV show. Yeah. So it wasn't. I complained about how much of it there was. Yeah. It just wasn't enough to. You either have to go overboard or just very light touch. Hmm. And he did too much in Kurt between. Russell overboard. No. No, no, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> there you, you go. You got it. Uh, have you learned anything? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> the fact that you still like this is troubling to me. Um, I, I think this sends a terrible message to children. And I think you are, uh, what I've learned is you're still willing to um, ignore the problems with this. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll repeat myself one more time and just say, like, it is really hard for me to watch this movie. Right, which I guess, yeah. And it's it's just interesting that you're trying to share it with me uh, in regards to that. Because I do think it's important. I do think elements of it are still funny or interesting. I think there's still like some whimsy and something beautiful here. But I, just the film, what it means to me personally and kind of the stuff that it represents are uh, lost to me now, I guess. This is a cultural touchstone i think a, a lot of people are aware of this i can see why you'd want me to see this it's iconic i think other yeah. people would have asked me to see this i think this would have been on tv i think i would have watched this at some point yeah so i'm not like mad that i've watched it but no i don't really want to see it It was literally on tv at the restaurant yeah. i grabbed dinner from tonight uh, that was insane yeah how about you? Are you watching this thing again? or Yes, but I'm going to give it a few years. I don't want our child to see this. You don't? I don't. Wow, dang, I think it sends dude. a terrible message to kids. I think maybe the second one. I, I could see that being okay, because that comes out later and is maybe I'll watch a little that. bit better. Maybe I'll watch that. Well, uh, that's pretty much the film, and I only have one question left. Ryan, right? what we watching next? What we watching next? Girl. I didn't know what to do. I had a couple things that I might want to show you for Christmas. I don't have anything overtly Christmas like this. You know me. I'm not really in, into Christmas like that. Gremlins is my favorite Christmas movie. But I think I had to pick something that made me think of Christmases in my history. Okay. As a kid uh, in my history, in my past. The Wizard. What? We just watched that. That's The Wiz. Okay. We're going to watch The Wizard. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? Starring a young Fred Savage. This is a movie that was very important to uh, me as a, what, eight-year-old or so? Why do I know the name Fred Fred Savage. Savage. Wonder Years. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's not necessarily about Christmas, but it is very much about consumerism and kid stuff. Kid stuff? Yeah, it's about being a kid. Okay. Which... You know, Christmas to me is is mostly for kids. So. I was not sure which direction that was going to go in, but glad the wizard inspired okay. one of my most desired Christmas presents as a kid. <gasps> oh, so okay. that is pretty much the main reason why I think this is a, an appropriate film uh, for this season. But I was going to make you watch this whenever, but I think now's a good time. Okay, cool. You should know the wizard. <laughs> the wizard. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, we will catch you next time when we are talking about The Wizard. Catch you like Jamar Chase. Boy. Boy. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing. <laughs>